Welcome back to another episode of HBG Engage the Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jenny Flaskett. How are you today? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for um, getting through the weather and getting and getting here to, to record this podcast. I'm sure you're sure you're very, very busy. Um, so Jenny is actually a customer service manager. Um, and here at HBG, we recruit quite a lot in, in customer service. And Jenny was actually one of our candidates, we'll, which we'll actually touch on at some point in... I guess this conversation that we're going to be having today and um, but just to start off jenny and um, can you give me a little bit of an insight about your journey within the customer service field and how you actually ended up in the healthcare industry specifically yeah sure um i sold my business um after having it for nine years and i was just looking for something casually and a position came up in uh with a local business that was quite a large business but they were just looking for someone to uh, take on a recall for a certain amount of time um, I did that uh, a couple of days a week and uh, happened to stay on. Uh, I then uh, was used to fill in for people that were on holidays or sick. So I learned everybody's role within that customer service team. Uh, and then uh, the customer service manager was retiring at the time and she asked me if I'd be interested in taking on that role. Um, so it was a privilege to be able to move from a casual position to something that was then in a managerial role, um, where I was then the manager for the people that I'd actually learnt uh, their roles from. So um, it was quite an interesting journey where I had to become the uh, the student, then becoming the teacher. So um, and and learning how to navigate that that relationship and 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 um, and how everyone should be treated. I find that so interesting because we've done quite a number of podcasts here at HPG um, across a multiple of different areas. And there seems to be this running trend in terms of when I ask people how they got into industry, a lot of us have been quite serendipitous. They've kind of were in one role or doing one certain thing and they decided, oh, I'm going to try this. And then they just fell in, fell in love with that. For, for you, example, you, you sold your business and then you decide, oh, I'm just going to do this for two days a week. And then before you know it, the snowball effect happens and then you end up in a managerial role, which I think is absolutely amazing because sometimes the things that we thought were meant first usually aren't and then the things that are kind of just fall at our feet. Absolutely. And that's why I always say that you should never say no to an opportunity and you should always give something new a go because you just never know where it's going to lead. And from that initial promotion to that customer service manager role up until now, what is what has that journey been like? Um, it's been one of, uh, where there's been additions to the role. Um, while they have been customer service related, they might be with external, uh, stakeholders, um, as well as a publicity type of role. Um, I think that, um, though with that, you can't expect people just to hand you things. Um, so it has been very much a, hey, I'm putting up my hand. I'd love to give uh, a new challenge um, and see where that takes me. Um, here's, a, here's what I can offer for that. Um, and, you know, people can always just say no. Um, but if they don't, it, it's great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Or you learn what you what you um, need to work on to then get to that point. So, um, yeah, it's always about putting yourself out there. I'm a big believer of that. You, you said something there. You said publicity. In, in what kind of realm were you working 
in the pub- publicity kind of role? Yeah, it was more around um, promoting the company, the company name, um, and moving on to the social media platforms. So hiring someone to to do that and working with them to um, to promote the business as a great place to work. So, so that's the thing with the customer service manager role. I would never think that that would be something you'd have to to deal with. But I guess a customer service manager role would be very different from company to company. So in my head, I would never think you would have to go through that process of having to hire someone within a marketing or publicity kind of role to then, were you managing that person as well? I was, I, okay. absolutely. And it was all fresh territory for me That's as well. Yeah. Um, but I think it's about um, whatever the um, team you manage or, or area, it's, you don't have to be the expert. Yeah. So it's about how do I get the best out of that person who knows more than me? Um, and that's something that I've taken through with, you know, you, when you start something new, you need to rely on the people around you. 100%. Um, so you, gradually over time, it all sort of sinks in and, and you become a sponge and you, yeah. and, um, and it all makes sense one day. Um, but until then, you really rely heavily on the people around you to to be able to um, teach you the, the lay of the land and, and sort of that area of business. Was that always your mindset or was that something that you had to develop over time where you thought, I can't do everything on my own or, or have you always thought? Um, I, th- I think I've always been pretty confident with, um, I think if you can acknowledge it, first of all, and not pretend, I think people that... Um, that either try and answer questions that you can clearly see aren't that they're not really sure on what they're saying. Um, I think it's always better just to be authentic and put your hand up and say, look, I'm not sure about that, but let me check with the people that do know, um, and be the communication piece. Because if that's a part of the management side that you're good at, um, then you're, you're still able to give the people the information that they need. Um, but just the right information. And that's really important. Well said, well said. Um, so we're talking all things customer service, specifically within healthcare. Um, can you give us a bit, of, a little bit about your opinion on the importance of customer service within the healthcare industry? Because from the outside looking in, if you're not working within healthcare, people don't realize how important health or customer service is. Naturally, when you think customer service, you would think a call center or working for Telstra in a the, in the customer service based kind of role but within healthcare it's it's a lot more I guess for lack of a better term more important I guess people need to be well aware of processes people need to be well aware of devices that they're going to be working with so can you give us an insight into the importance of of what of what customer service is yeah um for the um where I am currently uh, being a medical device company uh, for hearing aids um it's it became more evident how important the customer service role was uh, because it's a human being at the end of that process. So it's not something that people can, a product that they can pick and choose if they purchase or not. It is something that is a necessity in their life and that they're, um, that they're relying on you to give you the best level of service or to, to get that order to you um, by the time that, the, that that person's having their appointment in their clinic. Um, so I think in the medical device industry, it is probably one of the top reasons why customer service is so important and to be able to stick to those um the, the dates that it, that everything is um if we say we're going to deliver then we absolutely need to deliver on that because there's a person at the other end that that's 
relying on their, that product to come back to them to be able to function uh, in, in an everyday world. And what do you find are some of the challenges when it comes to actually providing that excellent customer service care? Uh, I think um, in, within businesses, um, it's communication between teams. Um, so, or being able to um, troubleshoot a situation, being given the, the, all of the information. So um, it's hard when you're on the other end of a phone call to be able to tell um, tell your customers the right information if your your systems aren't in place properly, mm. or um, what is in what information you have been given isn't correct. So to be able to arm your customer service representatives with the right information by by the time that they need it is absolutely paramount for them to be successful. And what what would you say is the best way to actually do that? Is that more so a training situation where you ensure that they're well trained before they end up on the phone call? Is it maybe there's a bit of handholding for a little bit while they they get used to the processes and and the the devices? How how do you actually ensure they're they're actually well equipped? Yep. to handle certain situations. Yeah, training is absolutely important. So if it's about products, then you have regular uh, product sessions um, to be able to keep everyone up to date if there's any changes. Um, also, um, being able to monitor how they interact with the customers on the phone. So being able to, to um, listen to how they engage with the customers, how they troubleshoot, um, what what they're telling the customers, whether that's believable or not. So using that as a tool to, to say, hey, you've done great on on, um, on the information you've given, but um, perhaps that you could have delivered it in a better tone or, or um, you could have um, put them on hold for, for longer to, to have gone to see, get further information. Yeah. Um, so using those sort of tools to make sure that they um, are able to do their job effectively. Um, I think also being able to um, have regular meetings within your team so that the team members can tell each other what their pain points are and to say, hey, guys, this is what I found um, uh, when when a certain customer is placing an order or this is what the challenges that I'm being faced on the phones at the moment, is anyone having that issue? Um, how have you approached it? So, again, it's the as a manager, I don't want to tell people what they should be doing. I would prefer that they um, engage with themselves and yeah, and 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 say let's chat about it. Let's let's see how we can do things better, as opposed to the um, you know I know best. I'm going to tell you what to do, and yeah, because that's certainly not the case. That's not the case. <laughs> and and again, people have their their own ways of actually communicating. So not one size is always going to fit all. So being I guess being aware of that as a manager and bringing people together to, to like you said have that conversation about what works and what doesn't or what I did in that situation um, worked for me whenever this was the troubleshooting process I had to go through, um, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Great managerial skills. I like it. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Um, so I mentioned at the start of the podcast that um, you are actually one of our candidates and mm. um, Jane specifically placed you in your customer service manager role. Can yeah. you just give me a bit of a an insight as to what it was like working with HPG. What was that process like? Because you're obviously, you are a contractor. Mm -hmm. um, so what was that process like for you working with Jane, working with our, yeah. our admin and business support team to, to I guess, from interview stage to actually locking in that role that you're in? Um, I actually think it's quite awesome that, um, you know, when you, when you interview for a role, 
uh, especially with a recruiter, um, anyone can say whatever they like mm. to get them across the line, to get, you know, either a first interview or whatever it may be. Um, uh, what I think is great about Jane placing me in this role is that I've been able to show her exactly what I said that I could do. Yeah. Um, so, um, her and I have a great relationship. Um, you said that. She, yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's awesome. Um, she understands the fast pace that I work at and um, my honesty and keeping it real. Um, and she, you know, she, she's quite direct back and we have a really good respect for each other. Um, and I love the fact that, um, she knows that I need answers fairly quickly. Um, so she's, whenever I, uh, assign a task, she, she's on it straight away and, and she's, she's always giving me regular updates. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really enjoy the relationship that I have with Jane. I love that. You hear, you heard that, Jane, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Absolutely. I would, nothing I wouldn't say to her face. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Um, can you share any tips or strategies that you use effectively to manage um, your team, especially within a fast paced and ever changing environment, like the customer service one that you work in, um, I've worked in? I think it's really important to have uh, an open door policy. So um, I don't like people to have to wait for a certain time of the week to, to address things or bring them up. Um, I'm all about if something's going on in the moment, let me know if it's, it's something that's bugging you or that you need clarification on or whatever it might be, um, that you approach me, we talk about it, we move on because there is always something else in that place. <laughs> Um, to, to be able to manage. And also if they're then armed with that, that help up front, then they can then do their job uh, much more efficiently, um, you know, without having to wait for me to, or a meeting to be set, um, you know, to be able to, to move on. So because obviously if you manage a team, I'm not sure what, how big the team is, how do you, I guess, again, manage the the back and forth between different customer service reps if multi, if there's a multiple of them that have an issue mm -hmm. how, how would you manage that process do people you say open door policy but yeah. are people just able to come in or is like okay book in a time with me and we'll do it tomorrow or yeah it can vary depending on obviously my uh my calendar sure. um but um it, it all of those things apply so you can just you know, arrive on the doorstep. Mm. Um, or if I don't have the time, I'll say, Hey, let's lock it in for tomorrow. Um, and I'll always make sure I'm, I'm available when I say that I am. Mm. Um, I think it's, um, and if it's something that I haven't got the time in the moment, I might then say in the meantime, maybe follow up with, with this yeah. person to get that information, um, instead of waiting for me, um, or think about what your approach would be before coming to me. Um, because I'm always, uh, if someone comes with an issue, I always like to see if they can resolve it themselves. So happy to talk about it, but how do you see it playing out? What do you see the solution should be? Um, because then no one is going to learn anything by you just telling them what they should do. So getting them to think for themselves so that the next time they might think, Hey, I don't need to actually ask my manager. I've thought it through. I've been proactive and then I can, um, I was just about to say that, that you give, you're giving me a very much a, a proactive mindset when it comes to problem solving, yeah. which I think is so important because I think sometimes within, especially if it's someone new to a role, sometimes people underestimate their abilities mm -hmm. within their job. Like nine times out of 10, people are a lot better at what they're doing than they think they are. So I think creating an environment and a foundation where people are comfortable enough 
to, I guess, push themselves a little bit further to try and figure it out and also have people be somewhat comfortable and maybe making a mistake to a degree so then they can actually learn from them. Obviously, within healthcare, mistakes can be quite critical, but there's still that dichotomy of, of figuring, okay, you can make the mistake, but this is how we learn from it. Or you have, this is not how you do it, but we're going to learn from this and we, we won't make it again, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the I get joy out of um, them. They're encouraged. The people are encouraged to, if, if they've been able to grow from learning something themselves along the way and being able to troubleshoot and, and to be able to come and say, I've done X, Y, Z before coming to you. Um, and always the feedback from me will be, that's fantastic. Um, yep, totally agree with what you're going to do. Carry on. Or um, great that you've thought that through. How about perhaps there's another part that we need to consider? Um, you know, is that something that sounds reasonable? Yeah. Um, so always then, again, still not telling them, but then allowing them the to have that thought process of, oh, yeah, I actually didn't consider that. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a good idea or they may come back and say, oh, but we can't do that because uh, of something else that they know on, on um, differently to me. So it's always about the discussion, um, but at least they they leave knowing that there is a set answer mm. um, because I am very much about being very clear in the the objective and, and, and what the response should be. Yeah, I love that. Um, and you, you touched on, I guess, being proactive, which actually leads me on to my next question. So you've been in customer service for quite a number of years, so you would be quite aware of the qualities that it would take to become a very good customer service representative or even a customer service manager. So can you touch a little bit on that? What are some of the qualities that you think are important in order to become a very good customer service rep and if someone wants to then move into that managerial role yeah i think um what is important is that you take the time to listen and to hear what uh the people that have that around you that have been there longer how that they manage their day um the products the processes um and taking notes is a your own notes is a massive um, must for anyone learning a new role um, because it it enables them to then refer to them when uh, they come up against a roadblock that perhaps they can't remember how to do something. So it's all about then how am I troubleshooting myself? So it, it just, um, it gets them into the mindset of um, being able to think for themselves. Um, so that's number one important, taking notes. Uh, listening to the people around you, um, putting up your hand to say, I don't understand something, I need further training. If if that's not something that your manager is coming to you directly to ask you, you know, are you okay? What are you struggling with? So actually being proactive and saying, I need help. Um, you think a part of that as well, to be a good customer service rep, there's a level of putting that ego aside as well, because like you said, if you're not aware of how to do something, there's no space for people to, I guess, pretend that they do because, again, it's healthcare. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, and and you found out straight away. Mm-hmm. So you can be uh, have all of the um, the bravado in the world and you can present really well, but if the information you're giving isn't correct, then hey, you you're not doing a great job. Yeah. Um, so it is putting your ego aside and and um, listening to the experts. Um, and then also to, to progress, it is about doing things that no one's asked you to do. Mm. So, uh, putting up your hand and saying, 
is there a possibility that I can learn something new? Is something that maybe a team leader is doing or um, uh, I've noticed this is happening. Can we consider a process change? Um, I'm coming up against this problem. Um, I've thought about uh, something else that we can do instead. So it is about empowering the person to try and think on their feet, try and think for themselves, and then to be proactive enough to then to approach the manager and say, hey, I've got some great ideas. Are you willing to, to, to listen to what they are? Amazing. Amazing answer. And obviously, when you're working within a customer service manager role, you're, you may have five to 10, maybe even 20 customer service reps. And mm-hmm. um, but that might actually multiply if you start working within regional areas. For example, if you're working within ANZ or if you're working in APAC, how can you can you give me an insight into, I guess, what the differences are whenever you are working within an ANZ region and then that then extends out into APAC? Yeah. What are some of the really potent changes or the differences between the two? I think um, the main change uh, change is culture differences um so um whilst we're all individuals and a manager must adapt their communication style to the to the person each individual person that they was in within their team it's then next level when it's about a a different culture Mm -hmm. so really taking a step back to hear how is it that they want to be communicated with um and not assuming so being very much led by by them, um, yeah, um, and it's and it's quite different even between Australia and New Zealand that the needs are different there. Again, we were such close countries, and when we're much more together than APAC, yet mm. there are differences there as well. So I think it's no different to just treating everyone as an individual as they and to communicate with them in the style that they need to be communicated with. Amazing and. Do companies, I guess, if if a manager, for example, like yourself, is moving into an APAC region, is there any kind of training that they put you through to, I guess, handle that extension of responsibility, or is it, or is it kind of, you've done very well at ANZ, you're getting a promotion to APAC, off you go. I think it's it, it's about the role and about what's needed um, for the business. I don't think there's much of a consideration around uh, different cultures. Yeah. Um. Because by that stage, you've already had a, a feel for what the differences are. You've, yeah. you've been talking to them um, perhaps in a role that isn't necessarily, if you're not promoted into an APEC role, you may have been in meetings where, where you've had that sort of um, engagement with them. So you are exposed to it uh, in advance. Um and then, not like a, the throw you in the deep end kind of thing. It's yeah. slow, steady. Yeah. I mean, I guess, again, again it, it would vary from, from business to business. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't, um, I don't, from my perspective, I see that there's, you are eased into it because you have been exposed to, yeah. to it in various meetings previously. And in terms of the landscape of, of customer service over the past, I guess, eight to nine years, how, how has that actually changed since you first went into that? into the role of customer service? I think um, we are, as consumers, we want answers now. Mm. (laughs) And we want the right information given to us. Um, And we're not going to wait for it. So um, I think that's been the the change. Um, I think that through COVID and the consumers have had to be more lenient with 
information that they've been given, time, how long things take. Um, but now as we move well out of that, um, no business can use that as an excuse for, 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 for poor management or poor um, distribution or whatever it might be. Um, so we need to get back on the, the page of uh, giving excellent service, giving the right information and giving it in a timely manner that, um, that that's what the customer expects. And I guess with now that we're in 2023, the, the amount of technology that we have at our fingertips is a, a lot more than would have been nine, 10 years ago. So even just, I guess, method of communication is probably a lot different. I, I would say maybe 10 years ago, we didn't have the headsets. We weren't able to move around the office wirelessly and jump into different rooms for, for communication. So I think, like you said, very much a faster, faster pace and people aren't willing to just wait around for that, for that information, which, um, which I think is great because I'm also quite impatient. <laughs> and I was like, why is this not here yet? Yeah. Why is no one answering my phone call? And I'm I'm the worst person as a consumer to be on the other end yeah. of a phone call. I mean, I should be more because I, I know what it's but like. It's like, no, yeah. you need to <laughs> this is my expectation. <laughs> Poor people. Have you have you ever gotten got that kind of situation where maybe one of your reps is on the phone and there could be a customer on the other end? kind of being very adamant that, no, I need this answer now. I need this product now. We haven't got time to waste. How, how have you actually managed manage that with the level of expectation that our customers would have now? Yeah, I I think for me, actually my where my head goes to automatically is how is the person that reports to me feeling? So I would put their, their needs and their, what, how emotionally they're handling that call. That's That for me is at the forefront. Um, it's then, okay, if they're struggling with that, um, ask the customer, if you can call them back, if your manager can call them back with the information, allow you the time to get everything that they need so that they're not waiting on the call that you, you, you give them a time that you'll call them back by, you commit to that. Um, you get all your ducks lined up, uh, and then you, you, they can either make that call back or then pass it on to a team leader or a manager to call them back. Um, because generally when they do receive that call back, they're in a much calmer state, the person at the other end. Yeah. So you, you're, you're stopping that, that heightened, heightened emotion, emotion uh, where it can get quite out of hand. Uh, and as a customer service representative, no one should be put in the position where they're feeling so uncomfortable uh, from someone that's yelling at them down the phone because they're having a bad day. It's a great answer. It's <laughs> a great answer. And um, which leads me on to, I guess, for someone who's wanting to start off in customer service, mm -hmm. what's what's some advice that you could give to them in order to become successful in that in that field? Yeah. Um, don't think that that it's uh, going to be a great job just because you talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, people people assume that oh, yeah, I I love you know I, I love talking to people. Well, that's just one aspect um, of of what customer service is, and I think it, an added bonus is if you can have a, a a passion or an understanding of how important the product is that you're selling, or, or that your company is selling, or what you're supporting on. Um, so, especially in the medical device industry, um, it's whenever I interview people, and if they ask me why, um, what do you get out of your job? Um, my, my first answer is always about the, um, what I can give somebody at the end of that, what we're providing for them mm. personally. 
Um, so if they can have a buy-in to what, what it is that they're actually um, providing. Um, the other advice would be to, um, like I said previously, is, is really don't come in thinking you know all the answers. So everything is new. The people around you are new. Processes are new. So coming with an open mind and willing to accept what is today but also know that uh, there's a way to challenge those processes in the right way yeah. if you see that that things could be done better. Exactly. And I think it's a level of understanding that you may have been a customer service rep or a manager in one company and then moved to another that things could be just completely different to what they were before. So leaving that ego at the door and be open-minded that everything that I knew before may not be relevant. Obviously, with with within a certain scope it will be relevant but there'll be certain aspects within this company that probably wouldn't have worked um in another company and it could be something um as sim simple as just a team's difference so the way you would have communicated with your team in the previous one is going to be very different to this one some of them might be really extroverted and others may be introverted and yeah. um, so i guess understanding that and being able to be aware of that going in is probably a very very important a real important quality to have. Yeah, absolutely. And that comes back to that whole everyone's an individual and, and, and we should treat everyone as they need to be treated. Mm. And moving on to my next question, when it comes to the customers and in the business, how do you, I guess, you balance the needs of the customers and the business and what strategies would you do to actually ensure that, I guess, both both sides are happy? Yeah. Um. It is a difficult one when uh, if, if the business has let the customer down and that's absolutely, that's the journey that you can see what's happened, um, you will bend over backwards to however, whatever it costs to, to make sure that you then are able to deliver what it is that they're after um, ASAP. Mm. Um, so that's a, that, that's a must. Um, but if it's something that you know that, they're asking for that is well and truly over and above their contract or um, what they're entitled to or that you the business hasn't made a mistake and there's no issue and they're asking for something they shouldn't, mm. um, then it's being able to have the facts in front of you to say, actually, here's the timeline of what events occurred. Um, there is nothing untoward here um, and actually this is not something that you're entitled to. Mm. So... Um, Moving forward, happy to hear from you if there is other issues that you that that you feel um, that you're coming up against. But in this moment, you know, there's nothing really that we can do further from here. Yeah, it's a level of maybe managing that expectation of the of the customer. Yeah, absolutely. But then also giving them the um, the the um, knowledge that they can. It's not a closed door situation. Yeah, sure. That that you're you're happy to hear from them and try and help again. Um, if it's warranted. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Um, so in terms of customer service, what are, what are your hopes for the future of customer service within healthcare moving forward? Um, I think it's um, it's about having the right people in that, that job, being able to, uh, or for, for candidates to understand the importance of uh, a customer service role in the uh, medical device industry. Um, because... It's not just about, I need a job, I like talking to people, I'm going to go for this role. It's about having a real passion for what you're doing, wanting to help people, wanting to give them the right information. Um, and it's not it's not a flippant sort of a role that you 
you can come and go um, and um, it's, it's, it's a really serious role. It's something that people rely heavily on. Um, so I think it, the stature of it is, is, is a lot higher than I think pe- what people would er- assume from the outside. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Even when I speak to some of the, the consultants and they talk about, I guess, the processes and things that customer service reps have to actually do on a day to day. Again, it's, it, it's quite one interesting, but can, can be quite intense depending on the area that you work in. And like we've said before, when you think customer service, naturally, if you don't work in healthcare, you wouldn't be aware of, of kind of the things that they'd have to deal with and the fact that there is a patient at the end of the line. Um, so I completely agree. And I think when it comes to the future of healthcare, I think people who are going into these roles, that they, they need to be aware of how important their communication style is, how important their patience is, um, because it will then affect a patient at the end of the line on on it could be on a surgery table it could be like you said with hearing aids so it i think what you said is completely on point another answer i would have thought of so yeah oh good thank you <laughs> i hope you've learned something today I've, I've learned quite a bit um so just to finish off can you give me i guess three career golden nuggets that you can give to our listeners i that you allow yourself to be open to new opportunities. So um, don't ever think you can't do something. So uh, the fir- your first thought should not be fear. It should be excitement. Um, probably number two is don't go in thinking you know all the answers, but sit back, assess, and then communicate in a way that is is not um, confrontational mm. about perhaps some of the changes that you think should be made. And then number three, if you think changes should be made, you've got to have the why behind it. So why we're having this discussion? Why do we need to change something? Why I've come up with this solution? And then the what will be affected and how will the whole landscape look after that? It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> That was so good. Um, I have nothing to add to that. That's perfect. <laughs> I don't even. I don't need to elaborate. That. <laughs> oh, um, well, thank you very much, Jenny, for um sitting down with us today. I've learned quite a bit. Um, like we've mentioned before, HPG recruits very heavily within the customer service, um, area within healthcare. So it's good to have one of our candidates who've placed actually come in, sit down with us, and have a conversation about your your experience. And working with us and also within the industry and I, I'm hoping that well I've learned something today so I'm hoping anyone that's listened to this episode will have learned something as well so thank you very much oh thanks for having me you're welcome <laughs>